Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third-generation minister and 30-year business coach. Listen in as amazing, world-changing authors, speakers, and coaches share their struggles and victories, and hear from best-selling authors' insight into how you, too, can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. Thanks for being with us here today. I'm so grateful for you. I so much appreciate getting to be able to spend every moment that we spend together. And today is no different. Today I've got three amazing guests for you that are going to share for you that special thing that they've done their whole life and how they were able to make the difference in the world. That's what I want you to really think about is what is it in my life that really is designed on purpose to make the difference in the world. We have a cram-packed show and I really want you to listen in because there are some really great options, opportunities, but more than anything, insights into these people's lives and what really helps them and makes them shine in the world so that you can then to hopefully look at your own life and say, what can I do? What do I do? Who am I? And what is that thing that really can help me make the difference that I was intended to make in this world while it's called today? Because at the end of the day, isn't that really what it means to live as a thriving entrepreneur? So without further ado, we're going to jump right into our first guest. Join me in welcoming Peter Vesnes. Hey, Peter, how are you doing today? I'm just fantastic, Steve. How are you? I'm good, thanks. So tell us, first of all, just a little bit about who you are and how you show up in the world. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I was uh, one of these people that uh, tried to figure out what I was going to do with my life by the by my time I was 30 years old. And what I found out was that I was really good at uh, working with and fixing companies. And so I began a, a process of... Uh, working initially actually with very, very large technology companies. And what was uh, unusual or unique about what I did was I not only had a background in technology and communications, but I was a math whiz. So I, uh, I figured out how uh, the numbers fit into production and efficiency and money. And I got very good at making companies uh, really, really succeed. So uh, I did that for 10 years, got a little tired of working with big companies, so shifted to smaller companies. Then uh, I thought this might be fun to write about. So I began to write about uh, how do you make more money? And I became in two years in the early 90s, a contributing editor to five major financial journals. Then people wanted me to start speaking. <laughs> so... I was traveling around. I had a number of clients that we were turning around. Uh, my wife and I co-authored a book that uh, went through a major publisher called uh, Building Your Multi-Million Dollar Practice, which was for the financial services industry. So that brought me back into working with large companies again. Uh, and then uh, I got tired of working for other people. So I launched a software company uh, and what the software did was it took the uh, transactional activity, the financial activity from small companies, stuff that was being recorded on things like uh, uh, basically uh, QuickBooks, Xero. Uh, we took, we used like seven, eight different accounting software, captured all the data, brought it into this thing and built tools that normally you would only get if you had an entire team of analysts on a multinational. And the whole thing was built around creating the future, forecasting business, reducing risk. Uh, we went global. Uh, we were in uh, obviously North America, Brazil, uh, Australia, New Zealand, the UK, uh, Europe. We were about to move into the Middle East and then COVID hit. 
And because our target audience was small and mid-sized businesses, in 90 days, we were out of business. <laughs> so no good deed goes unpunished. Uh, but I've been doing this for so long, I just got really inspired uh, to try and reach out to the challenges small businesses face in growing their businesses and making money with them, uh, particularly now in this particular unique economic transition the world is going through. So there you go. That's the uh, short story without explaining when Dirt was young. <laughs> so we all want to have our business be a, you know, multi-million dollar, you know, huge concern. But first of all, is that even really something that we should be thinking or, or should we be thinking differently? Well, I think everybody wants what they're doing, especially if they're created a business or they have a small business, they really want to prosper. You know, you want to make more money. And uh, you find out when you are starting a business or you have a small business that you're the last paycheck that goes out. <laughs> you know, everything else has to be paid first. And so what business owners quickly discover is that of all the things that they have assets, whether they have stocks or bonds or bitcoins or whatever it is they might have, their largest asset is their company. And so to learn how to increase the value of your company is the smartest thing you can do. But it's pretty complicated because you're one or two or three people. Okay, that's one level of doing it. But the minute you add four people, five people, you're at six people, it gets a lot more complicated. And so what I wrote the book about was explaining not only what these different levels are, but all the different component parts that inflict themselves on you as a business. So that was the inspiration for the book. I think everybody should want to grow their business to the point where either uh, it's grown past the point where they know how to run it and then they should sell it, uh, or that they uh, look for building it to a point where they can do an acquisition merger, come into another company. But mostly I want people to pursue their passion, the things they love to do. Uh, there's a difference between getting wealthy and prospering. And I'm a big advocate of prospering because prospering means your whole life is really in a celebration. I know a lot of very wealthy people who aren't, they aren't really happy. <laughs> they aren't satisfied. And uh, I'm not, nothing wrong with being very wealthy. Absolutely. If there's anything you can do to help other people get wealthy, I'm, I'm all up for it. But I think there's a very specific set of ways for doing it that prove to be long-term, lifelong value. And that's what the book is about. Mm, that makes total sense. So many people out there that have money and are still miserable. So, <laughs> and <Absolutely>. vice versa. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I want people not only to wake up in the morning and be very excited about go to work, but I want all the people that work for them to get up and be excited and going to work. Uh, when you have that kind of energy, uh, the, it, the company flourishes. You put out a vibe. You put out a frequency where your clients, your customers, your trading partners, your community, everybody wants to attach themselves to you. And that's that's what we should be after. So for most of us, um, you know, unless our business has been around for a while, we're in kind of that little engine that could stage, you know, yeah. <laughs> chugging up the mountain saying, I think I can. Um, and most of us don't even know where to start. What is the kind of starting point of going from, you know, just getting by to really building, uh, you know, a really great life and business? Well, you know, obviously the company itself was built on some assumptions, uh, you're assuming that uh, your value proposition, your product, your service has value to your target audience. And so in the early stages, what you have to do is validate your assumption. You need to find uh, your profile of people that you want to reach out to and touch and create a little following and create a, a, a beta program. You really, really want to take 
the things that you believed your company could do and prove it uh, with some people. Those are the early stages because the assumptions you made and proving them actually precede you making a lot of money. Now, from that point, once you've proven that your audience likes the product, likes the service, they keep coming back, you're not a one and done, you've built some type of recurring revenue flow, whether it's like automobiles where people buy new cars once every seven years or they lease every three, or whether it is like a software as a service where there's a, a monthly or an annual renewal, you want to have something that has recurring revenue. Now, once you've validated, you can do that, even if it's in a very small scale, then the second stage of doing this is how do I scale it? How do I make it bigger? What ways do I reach more people? How do I create a following? How do I either join a tribe or create a tribe? And that's kind of the second stage of what's going on. Now, from there, it becomes a little more complicated. And that's part of what the book talks about, uh, each of the stages and what are the more complicated elements. Let me give a simple example. When you run a business, all of a sudden you find there's a lot of steps in running the business. Uh, it's not just sales, right? Uh, and, and it's not just payroll. And it's not just bookkeeping and accounting, uh, but there's compliance and regulatory law, there's technology, there's uh, how do I leverage what I'm doing? What's the vision of the company? How do I create and define a culture? There's, there's so many pieces. Small businessmen find out very quickly that by the time you hit maybe three hundred dollars to $500,000 in annual revenue, which is not that large, you can't pay yourself a ton of money on that, that there's probably over a thousand steps it takes to run the company. So if you want to know why small business people don't get a lot of sleep or go on holiday, that's the reason. So the, the book is, oh my God, how do I survive this and how do I get through this and what's going on? It's so hard to ask, uh, well, answer some of the more generic questions, but... Um... You know, if you had to try to pick one thing, what would you say is the biggest mistake that people make that, you know, keeps them stuck rather than growing? They, they get caught in a, in a particular jag. They uh, believe their uh, approach towards the marketplace is going to work, but they just have to keep doing it a little longer and doing it a little longer and doing it a little longer. Now, there's, there's some validity that you have to do this for a while. I know when I started the software company, uh, we were initially focused with small businesses, and we had Intuit actually call us up asking us to partner with them. We won App of the Year at Cloud Jam in 2011, which was pretty good. They marketed to uh, 2 million of their customers on our behalf. But we found that uh, the business owners were too busy running their businesses to really want to learn how to do uh, forecasting and future management and fiscal management. So we found out pretty quickly that we had to shift our focus of distribution to people that would help them. Okay, so that made sense. Who, do you, who are we going to have help them? Well, obviously, the thing that's most important to the business owner was the money. Who do they trust to talk to about their money? So the second discovery made was they trusted to talk to their accountants about their money, right? Because you turn over all the things to the accountant. All right. So the third thing we discovered was that accountants like to talk about tax, how much you should legally pay and not pay, audit, are you doing it correctly or are you going to go to jail, and compliance, are we going to follow the rules or are both of us going to go to jail? So <laughs> tax audit and compliance. So most accountants are always trying to find ways of expanding their business. So many of them were trying to move towards having uh, chief financial officer level services, advisory services in accounting. And this, the uh, American Institute of CPAs, CPA.com, they, they've been migrating five, six years trying to help accountants learn how to do this. So 
we actually were invited to be part of their uh, executive roundtable because they liked what we were doing. So I went to some of these events and so on. And what we found was trying to teach accountants on how to be uh, financial advisors for businesses was no small challenge. <laughs> the, I mean, even with the AICPA and uh, 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 the, the, the Chartered Accountants of England and Wales was another partner, the two largest accounting organizations globally. It literally took us years in each of the countries we were in to try and teach accountants how to use our tools to help their clients become wealthy. All right. So I'm, I'm not saying it doesn't take a certain amount of time, but your underlying assumptions, when you find out they don't work, you have to move pretty quickly towards other alternatives. And that's the thing I've seen most with, uh, uh, with startups and smaller companies is they just, they get caught in a jag and they have trouble thinking outside the box. Can, can I use Facebook? Can I use Twitter? Can I uh, use Instagram? Are there things I can do to broaden, you know, my following? And I think that's uh, for a lot of companies that have been in business for a while, they're kind of stuck in a rut. They're busy being busy, that this is the largest challenge they have. Oh, and that's a good one too. Just busy being busy and the whole week goes by, but you didn't really do anything. <laughs> you paid the bills. Yeah. So the book is called Bumper to Bumper, Building Your Million Dollar Business. Multi-million um, multi multi dollar, dollar business. Yes. Um, and let me put the link in here so that people that are listening live or watching on the replay can get a copy of the book. Um you know, tell us of all of the things, it's kind of like asking you, which is your favorite grandkid, but, um, you know, what is your favorite part in the book? Well, I think some of it is that the, the books, I try to make books fun to read. If, if you enjoy listening to me tell stories, you'll like the book because the book is full of a lot of practical life stories that I've lived through, things that actually happened. Um, but uh, there's a couple of sections that I, I, I like a lot. I, I love the one about a prosperity secret. What is the secret to prosperity? Because that's involved with understanding how trade is really supposed to work. People do business with you because they trust you. And they trust you because they believe that what they're giving up in the trade is equal to or less than what they're getting in return. So you have to trade from a standpoint of saying, what I'm offering is equal to or greater than what I'm receiving. And therefore, people trust you. Now, it, just getting people to trust you isn't the thing. We've got, you know, words for people that are, uh, <laughs> have been trusted. Uh, grifters, con men, you know, there, there are people that are pretty good at persuading you of such things. But I, I, like the, I like the opening chapter a lot because it is a secret to prospering. If you understand all your trading partners, that it's not just your customers, it's your employees, it's your suppliers, it's your distribution channels, it's your community, uh, then you learn how to do that. And it's very, very rewarding. People love you because they love trading with you. I like that one. Uh, the other one is, uh, there's a chapter when I do about, um, it, it's kind of like the uh, the people side of the company. And uh, people are their largest asset. You spend more money on your people than on anything. And uh, one, one rotten apple in there is like a cancer. It can kill everything, kill efficiency and so on. So I, I like talking about how do, you, how do you have a culture that you define actually get created in your company? See, a lot of business owners think they can create their culture. No. They can define the culture, they can destroy it by how they behave, but only their management team can create the culture. And the reason is, is that when everyone walks by you, the boss, it's, yes, ma'am, Sunday best, how are you doing, right? There's, you, you, you get a uh, jaded perception of what's going on. So I, I really like that chapter. Uh, there's another section where I talk about the different stages of growing the company. And uh, for those of you who are not 
uh, focused on sports, please forgive me. I used to do this with family sizes, but uh, I found out that that wasn't always appreciated. But essentially, when you start the business, it's like you're a golf professional. You know, you've got yourself, you have your caddy, and you maybe have a coach. You maybe have a strength coach. It's just you. But the money only comes because you're doing the effort. That's a startup, right? I'm creating what we need to have happen, and I'm the one selling what's going on. And then eventually, as it does a little better, you start adding some more people. And now when, when you get to five, six, seven people, uh, you're not playing golf anymore, right? You've migrated into playing basketball. Uh, you've got the star. You've got the co-star. But everybody wears a lot of hats. Everything's moving around, just trying to get it done. You're trying to get all this to happen. And it, it, it's a whole different way that a company runs. It's very free form. A lot of people are a lot of different hands. But then when you hit 12 or 14 people, the game changes. Uh, if you ever tried playing pickup with uh, seven or eight people on a team, it, it just doesn't work, right? So I believe it migrates more into playing soccer or playing football, where there are very, very defined roles. There are very, very specific things that individuals have to do. It isn't that there isn't crossover, but you have coaches and you have strength coaches and you have strategies and it's just, it's a lot more complicated. And the migration from each of these levels of the company is significant. The reason a lot of businesses don't make it past 2 million or 5 million or 20 million is because they hit a block in learning how to perform at these more complicated and sophisticated levels. So I talk about how, how you do that. Anyhow, those are my three favorites. Such a great book, and everybody needs to get it. You can get it for free today on Amazon. I know, and I'm, I'm excited for you. Uh, Steve made sure that I would give it away for a while, so here we go. <laughs> All right. Bumper to Bumper, Building Your Multi-Million Dollar Business by Peter Vesnes. Peter, thanks so much for spending some time with us on the show here today. Steve, it was a delight. Thanks so much for bringing me on. Such an amazing guest, and I hope that you do get Peter's book. Run over to Amazon if you haven't already gotten in and grab that real quick so that you can really build your multi-million dollar business for yourself and live as a thriving entrepreneur. Here's our next commercial break, and then we will be right back. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. <laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet, kind of feeling go to yourbestsellertoday.com schedule a talk with steve it's risk-free it's guaranteed it's proven we've done it thousands of times what are you waiting for yes yourbestsellertoday.com this time next week you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve reach the people that you came to serve come on now what are you waiting for grab a pen here we go all you got to do is book a call yourbestsellertoday.com go to yourbestsellertoday.com Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. From how to build a multi-million dollar business to an example of an amazing business you can start, let's jump right to our next guest and look at more ways that you can make the difference just simply being you. Join me in welcoming Andy Zapata. Hey, Andy, how are you doing today? I am doing amazing, Steve. Thank you for having me today. Yeah, good to have you here with us. So tell us a little bit about how you show up in the world, who you are in this world. Oh, wow. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, my name is Andy Zapata, and I'm the CEO and founder of a beautiful and amazing company called Physical Therapy Now Franchise. And I started this company a few years ago with a credit card uh, that my mother lent me for $10,000 limit. 
and the dream. And uh, now I have over 400 employees, 40 locations, and it's a multi-million dollar company. And I did it through, uh, you know, through dreaming and asking questions and figuring, figuring it out, <laughs> like they say. So are you in the process now of transitioning to want to more help uh, you know, people who are thinking about starting their own franchise? Are you still really kind of heart and soul in physical therapy now? So I'm 100% heart and soul into physical therapy now, but I also, I'm a mentor, I'm a coach, I'm a franchisor. So I help franchisees and individuals break through um, their challenges of finding success in one branch or another of their business. And so we, what we focus on is, is finding um, their whys and, and implementing systems so that they can succeed and really generate the revenue that they wanted and ever dreamed of for their family. Yeah, and we all really want for that to happen for not only ourselves, but all the people that we love, that they can really live their best life. Right. We, we call it life with intentionality because, you know, as a young entrepreneur, one of the things and one of the challenges that I had was, yes, I was making money um, and yes, I was working hard, but I didn't have any intention. I, I didn't know where I wanted to go with my life. And I didn't know what I wanted to do with my business. I, I knew that I wanted to make money. And so making money is, is it's important, I think. And, and if you focus on making money, yes, you will make a lot of money. But it's not just about making money, in my opinion. It's about making money and having the vision of what's next. What, what happens after you make, you know, the 500, the million dollars, the 10, the 20 million dollars? Like, what do you want to do after that? that's going to fulfill your purpose. And so that's where we are different than, er than every other franchise or because we're not just teaching you about business and making money. We're teaching you about business and finding fulfillment in your life. And that's what makes physical therapy now just a little different. So for a person, I mean, what kind of a medical background does a person need to become a franchisee for physical therapy now? Yeah, great question. And most of the states in the U.S. don't require you to have any physical therapy background or medical background. Most of the states allow you to open a physical therapy center um, and you, you can be just an entrepreneur. You don't have to have a license. You have to hire the right physical therapist with the right license, but you don't have to be a physical therapist, which is a beautiful part of this business. What does a person need other than drive and ambition? What would it take to get started with your own physical therapy now franchise? Yeah, great question, uh, Steve. And for us, it's mainly about who you are. Are, are you a loving person? Are you a heart-centered person? Um, and so we take our time initially to really vet who's going to come into the system because we really want to have good-hearted people in the system. This company is about love. It's about care. It's about caring. And it's about giving. Um, and, and, and so number one, you have to be awarded the franchise. But we're welcome to apply it and we'll, we'll vet you. But, um, you know, we have financing. We are approved by the SBA. So it's typically somewhere in the realm of $150,000 to $300,000 to start a physical therapy center. And that includes everything, including overhead and salaries uh, before you break even. But after that, it's, uh, you know, you, you also need to have... Uh, little bit of sense of business acuity um, and desire to manage and lead leaders, what we call. And, and then that's it. You know, you have to be the right person. Um, you do need some funding and you have to have the leadership desire and entrepreneur spirit. And you said some things like, you know, really caring about people and things like that, but what really sets apart physical therapy now from other just regular physical therapy places? Yeah, good, good. Thank you for asking that. I mean, you know, for many years, I've been in the business of healthcare and I've seen many, many doctors lose the 
the passion and love of why they started this business in the first place. And so in order for us to remember why we started, I, I actually updated the logo and put a heart in my, in my logo. And the heart stands for never forgetting that everything is about love and everything is about giving. And what makes us different is that we are always looking to give what the other person or other relationship really wants. So we, we always look at marketing and we look at business and we look at services as to what can I do for you to make sure that you are satisfied and then live a fulfillment life. So we talk about fulfillment with patients and we talk about, is this going to, you know, is this why you want to get better? Why is it that you want to get better? I understand you have pain, but why is it that you want to get better? And so when we talk like that to patients, they become family, they become friends, they become they become so much appreciative that if I just fix their shoulder and I take away their pain. And I think that starting with that, besides a lot of other business differences that I have between me and my other uh, competitors is that we do everything with love. And, and, and you, when you walk around my offices, you'll see that everything is about compassion and care and love. And I think that's something that's easily said, but hard, hard to maintain in, in, in your operation, in your system. It's kind of amazing, you know, cause I've, uh, I mean, I've even heard comedians joke about it, uh, you know, about physical therapists being kind of the modern day torture chamber people, you know what I mean? <laughs> Um, yeah. so how do you, I mean, do, do you have to like hire specific people or, I mean, can, can it be trained or, uh, do you understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. And yes, there, there's sometimes very frequent, I mean, I'm sorry, very rarely there's pain associated with therapy. Obviously, if you have a hip replacement, uh, you know, a disectomy in your back or a shoulder repair, rotator cuff tear, yes, it's going to hurt a little bit initially, but eventually it's where the pain starts going away. Um, but, you know, Steve, for us, when we start from the top with a conversation about love and we give love to our employees and our team, the love just resonates down downwards. So you'll see that the way that they talk to their patients, the way that they talk to the family, it's so caring and compassionate and i think it starts from the top because if you set that example and you're you feel loved and you feel cared for and you feel like you're part of a team inside an organization that's exactly where you're going to resonate and yeah there's sometimes that you're not the right team member but usually when you give so much output and so much love to your staff they output the same and so i think it starts from the top Mm, that is so critical and something that, I mean, regardless of what business a person was in, um, most businesses could use a lot more of. So let's talk a little bit about just the day-to-day -day of it. If a person, you know, woke up today and said, hey, I'd like to start one, um, you know, you said you have the financing in place. How does the process work to go from you know, somebody who's never been in this industry to being approved to have their own franchise? Yeah, great question. So we have a seven-step process inside of our organization. Uh, and the seven-step process is really, we take our time. And it usually takes six to eight weeks to go through the process. And for us, it's important for us to understand who you are as a person. What are your abilities? And what are, you know, what are your desires and, and wants and, and whys? And then just as much as, as it's important for us to understand who you are it, and if you right fit, we want you to understand if we are the right fit for you. And so for that reason, we really slow down the awarding process to make sure that it's a good match for both of us. And then we go into financing and we go into um, awarding the franchise. And once you award the franchise, the franchise is divided into three different pillars, or what I call pillars. There's the... Um, and this is what I call like 33% of the war, right? Of winning. Uh, and the war is like just being successful at a business, at this business. And 33% and, and of the war is about clinical. How do you perform the clinical services in the operation? 
And thankfully, if you hire the right therapist, then that 33% is done. And so you're already 33% of the way there. The second 33% is how do you operate and administer your business? We call that our operations and systems. And that's what we train you on initially the most because it's just following the systems, following the procedures. How do you build the insurance? How do you collect the co-payment? How do you schedule a patient? These are all systems that are done at the front desk. And then the other 33% of the battle is how do you generate revenue? How do you generate sales? How do you generate patients? And so we focus initially on the operation and systems, and then we focus on how are you going to drive so much business in your practice that you need to open another practice? And we call that um, marketing and advertisement. And we have a program that we created with the help of human behavioral specialists on a system that we call integrity-based human influence with one of my mentors called Sean Callagy. And he created a formula that is about integrity-based human influence. And we use this formula to market to doctors and attorneys and generate referrals for the, for the system, for the uh, physical therapy now centers. So, um, you know, I mean, COVID's affected everybody. Have you found that it's affected the number, you know, the effectiveness of the already existing franchises or the number of people that can get in right now? Oh, my God. You know, COVID did affect us. And we had to have a little switch in the systems. And so now we have over 100 and uh, like 120 therapists that are going to the patient's homes to perform the therapy in their home for those patients that are a little bit more concerned about COVID. But aside from that, our, you know, initially COVID, you know, in March and uh, April, you know, nobody wanted to come to the center. Very few people came. And the people that came were people with like spinal cord injuries and strokes and big workers' comp accidents that couldn't wait uh, to get their therapy. Like it would have been worse if they waited. And so, but we, came down to about 20% of our, of our normal volume of patients. And it was a struggle and a challenge. And it was, it was very scary because we thought we were going to lose our business, but we never closed the doors because there was a lot of patients still calling that required physical therapy. And little by little patients just started coming back and feeling safe. And, you know, we had to implement stringent disinfecting uh, guidelines to make sure that every pen, every paper, every desk, every chair is constantly being fogged and disinfected um, with virucides to make sure that nobody's getting infected in the facilities. And, you know, we've had therapists and some patients that get sick, um, never inside of our center uh, that I know of. But, you know, what we do is we isolate that therapist and we isolate anybody who he's been in contact with. And it's usually, you know, 10, 15 days, and then things come back to normal. And we haven't had any, um, other than that, we haven't really had any bad, you know, um, news about anything regarding COVID. And, and, and the most beautiful thing is that there's a lot of businesses that I've noticed that are pandemic proof. And I think we are one of those companies that are, you know, pandemic resistant. And there's a lot of other companies, but you know, I feel bad for the restaurants and other other businesses that have gone out of business. You know, it's it's heart heart heartbreaking. So, for somebody who would like to look into being one of your new franchisees, how do they get in contact with you? Yeah, the best way is just to go to physical www.physicaltherapynow.com, and there's a tab for franchise, and in the tab there's a form, name, phone number, email. And if you fill out that form, I get it personally and I send it down to my franchise development team who's going to start calling you and, and asking you, um, you know, if they can set up a meeting to discuss the opportunities and just really go through the system and, and the seven step process that we have to becoming a franchisee. Perfect. Well, Andy, I really appreciate you being here on the show today. Steve, thank you so much and congratulations on your podcast. What a great opportunity for those of you that might be looking for what is that thing in the world that I can do. 
I really strongly encourage you check that out and see if maybe that's the franchise opportunity you've been looking for. We're going to take a break and then we'll be right back on Thriving Entrepreneur. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. <laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that stats, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet, kind of feeling go to yourbestsellertoday.com schedule a talk with steve it's risk-free it's guaranteed it's proven we've done it thousands of times what are you waiting for yes yourbestsellertoday.com this time next week you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve reach the people that you came to serve come on now what are you waiting for grab a pen here we go all you got to do is book a call yourbestsellertoday.com go to yourbestsellertoday.com book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur. So first we talked to you about how to build a multi-million dollar business. Then we gave you an example of a business that you can buy into. And I think it's the perfect end to this show to do a segment with a person who has a business of their own that's taken the thing that they do to make a lifelong difference in the world and is doing it powerfully in the world. Join me in welcoming Myosha Boykin Anderson. Hey, Myosha, how are you doing today? I am awesome. Thanks so much for having me. So tell us a little bit about you and what's got you to this point in, in the world. Well, I am um, here in Texas. I am a native Houstonian, um, born and raised, actually. Um, I, I took a, a slight detour and went up into the D.C. area um, for a couple of years, but quickly made my way back to Texas. I am... Um, you know, I've been in the tech space now for, oh my goodness, gosh, it's been 32 years now. I can't believe that I'm dating myself, but I've been in the tech space for about 32 years. It actually started um, in my um, in my teens, actually, while I was in school. Um, I started working in a program, really developed my passion for technology. And now I am on my second company, um, I own Antec Solutions, which is an IT strategy and consulting company, and we specialize in IT strategy and consulting for not only Fortune 500 corporations, but um, more so now to small and medium businesses. And we're we're just excited about the journey that has gotten us here thus far. But um, I have to tell you, I'm super excited about everything that lies ahead. Well, that's good. So, um, anything in specific, in specific, in specific that you um, help people with in regards to their technical. So it it really runs the gamut, really across the board. Some of our solutions, you know, for some of our smaller smaller clients, it really may be just you know helping them automate some of their spreadsheets. You know, we we could develop solutions that sit right on top of Microsoft Office, and you know, we usually you know we like to say that we have these one button solutions where we would take their five or six or 10 step process and roll it into one button. Um, so those are some of our simpler projects, um, but we definitely um, will help our clients do that. And then it goes all the way up to, you know, developing custom apps, whether they be mobile apps or web apps. Um, we do a lot of integration where we help companies just implement whatever tool they've purchased off of the shelf. Um, but definitely we have a lot of clients that realize that there's no application out there right now that really does everything that they need it to do. So we spend a lot of time in the custom development space. You didn't hear this from me, but the state of Oregon needs your help desperately. 
I love it. I love it. You know, I I love um, just helping people work smarter and not harder, right? Like I just, I, I think we have, we have bought into this um, notion that in order to be successful, we have to bust our butts and kill ourselves, right? And I just believe that with the power of technology, if utilized correctly and if leveraged correctly, we can implement automation and systems to truly help people work smarter and not harder. Yeah, I agree completely. And don't feel like you've been in an internet space or in technology space for too long. I go back <laughs> that far with you too. So I go back to 88. So about that yes. same amount exact time. So <laughs> yes, yes, it, it, it was literally 88 for me. Oh my goodness. So yeah, you know, you're in good company. All right. Well, so for a smaller business, do you do you only work with Fortune 500 companies or do you work with smaller size businesses too? Um, right now I'm doing a lot with small and medium businesses. You know, I a couple of years ago, and I've, you know, this company, like I said, it's my second one, um, and we've been in business for 12 years. Um, I started this company in January of 2009, but a couple of years ago, you know, there was really something pulling at my heartstrings. I, I recognized the value that I was bringing to big business, and I realized that even being a small business owner myself, that there was a lot that was lacking in the small business space where a lot of small businesses, you know, feel like technology is too expensive or it's only for the big boys. I wanted to be able to bring that same level of excellence and expertise that I um, provide in the corporate space. I wanted to bring that to small businesses. So we do a lot of smaller projects now that render great value for our clients. So like I said, it could it could literally be, you know, a client who, you know, every month when they produce their commission reports, it takes them three hours of trying to get data from their CRM and data from their, you know, bookkeeping system or data from all of these places and pull it into a spreadsheet and run the queries. And I mean, just all of that stuff. It may be us just coming in, taking that three hour process and making it into a five minute push of a button. So being able to provide that for our clients and you know, really helping them get a better grasp of their business so that they could scale and grow. Because unfortunately, without systems, without leveraging the power of technology, most small businesses will remain just that small. So I want them to be able to realize that there's somebody here that can come in and help them develop a strategy and help them implement the solutions that would help them grow their business so that they could be successful as well. So, and maybe it's not quite this easy of an answer, but if you had to pick one thing, what would you say is the biggest thing you deal with constantly that people just don't understand the technology? You know, I think, I think a big thing now is I, I would have to say spreadsheets. I see so many people that are in spreadsheet jail is what I call it. They have a gazillion spreadsheets. They are copying and pasting all over the place, which means none of their data is connected. So they can't get any reports because you know, they, they've copied this one spreadsheet and now five different people are using it, but they're using it a different way. So they can't roll it up and, you know, and generate reports. That's a that's a big thing. And I'll tell you, not just with the spreadsheets also, they're, they're small businesses out here who, you know, have, you know, they've gone out there and they've purchased five or six or seven different applications, you know, because, oh, it's just $6.99 a month or it's just you know, $24.99 a month. But when you start adding all of that up and the fact that you've, you've, you've purchased one tool because it's good at email marketing, you've purchased another one because it's good um, for client relationship management, right? right? And then you've hired one for your bookkeeping, you've hired one for your sales and none of them are talking to each other. 
So what small businesses find themselves doing is making guesses about their business and not decisions. So I, I think that's the biggest thing, just systems not talking to each other, whether it be your gazillion spreadsheets or the gazillion apps that you have going on. I'm sitting here thinking about, wow, you really need a database if you have multiple redundant spreadsheets. Well, of course, <laughs> of course, uh, of course. I mean, and and you know, when I when I consult with my clients and I teach them about normalizing their data, so that you're not data entering in four or five different places, because what happens is you put yourself at great risk because some piece of client data has changed, but you haven't touched all the places that you needed to make that change to. So now you're putting data out there and information out there that's incorrect. It really puts you at a great risk. So being able to normalize that data, developing a database and, and now you know making sure that it's a cloud-based solution, um, but a database nonetheless, that would allow you to have that one point of entry, one source of truth from a data perspective so that, you know, your operations are running seamless. So hard for us, for the listeners, those of you that don't understand, we're trying really hard not to go massive geek on you and bury you in technology. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But I tell you what, I am so enjoying it so far. <laughs> So, uh, you know, some people are really at the starting point and they should work with you, but maybe they don't feel like they can afford it yet. What would be a simple piece of advice that you could give a person to begin to have a strategy even of their own for their, you know, for their systems and their technology? Um, I'll say a couple of things, actually. One is that you know, even for me, and I'm sure there are a ton of other consulting companies out there, but um, I don't offer a, you know, a one size fits all solution. You know, some of our clients really just um, pay a small monthly fee, um, you know, as part of our monthly membership program. And that way they only use us when they need us. So they're paying us hourly instead of thinking they have to take on a, a 20 or $30,000 project. So that's the first thing, especially for those just starting. Um, the ability to be able to tap into somebody that's going to be available when you need them and that's gonna be able to help guide you along the way on a monthly basis is literally priceless in my um, opinion. The second thing is oftentimes we feel as small businesses, that we need to use the same technology that the next person is using. Well, if they use this tool, then it must be good for me. And that couldn't be further from the truth. Um, I, I often you know, encourage small businesses to not try to go after the next shiny object. You know, they're, for instance, and I love Infusionsoft, right? But if you're just now starting your business, there is no need for you to go out and purchase Infusionsoft right off the bat. You don't need that now. But a lot of people are using Infusionsoft now. So small businesses think they need to jump on the bandwagon. And I'll tell you, I, I really like Infusionsoft, even though a lot of people call it Confusionsoft. But um, I really like it. So just Things like that. And for those of you that don't know what Infusionsoft is, it's really just a, 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 a high-powered CRM. But if you're just starting your business and you probably only have five clients right now, then don't feel the need to go out there and purchase all of these big tools, right? So, so operate in the space that you're in now because you're going to be more likely to grow to a point where you will need a big tool like that. But if you try to jump out there immediately, just because somebody else said it work, it's working for them, you, you'll really put yourself at a disadvantage. So those are my two, th those are my two things. Just know that it's okay to start small and grow from there. And secondly, there are options out there 
where you don't have to feel like you have to jump into a huge investment um, immediately. You can work your way into it. Oh yeah, absolutely. I would even tag on to that, that before you buy any of those, to talk to somebody yes, like my Oshia and just say, hey, you know, really, is this going to work for me? Because sometimes you're better off to use the free one. And sometimes you're better off using the guy that charges you like 20 bucks a month because, you know, you're going to hit the walls of what the free one can do real quick. Yes. Um, yes. So yeah, a little bit of advice goes a really long ways. Speaking of which, how could a person that would like to get some advice from you or maybe even work for you, work with you, um, how could they get in contact with you? Awesome. Awesome. So we are um, on social media across all of the platforms at Antec Solutions. Um, I'm also on social media personally under my name, Mayoshi Boykin Anderson. So on Facebook, I am Mayoshi Boykin Anderson, and, and we also have a Facebook page um, Antec Solutions. We also, I would like to mention that we've started a private Facebook group and it's called Business Empowerment Through Technology, where we really just give tips and tricks. We really just want to make sure that small businesses are empowered. The acronyms are BET, B-E-T-T, Business Empowerment Through Technology. And I often say, you know, um, folks come up and ask me, you know, hey, can you help me grow my business? You bet. Hey, can we leverage the power of technology to do this? You bet. Hey, can you automate my spreadsheet? You bet. So I really like um, I really like the acronym of the um, of the group. And as a matter of fact, that's the link as well. Um, Facebook.com um, slash groups slash you bet. I love it. And that's and A-N-D tech T-E-C-H. Yes, it is. All right. Well, Myoshia, I really appreciate the time that we've spent together here on the show. All right. It's been amazing. Listen, enjoy the rest of your day and all of you guys out there make it a thriving year. If you have tech needs, I really encourage you to check out what Myoshia does. I really hope that in listening to all three of the guests today, that it sparked some things in you that you are now thinking, you know, this is me. This is what I do. This is the thing that I do that makes a difference in this world. And I want you to really take some time, wrestle with that if you need to. Hopefully you don't. But even if you need to, to really hone in and say to yourself, this is me. This is what I do. It's so impactful, so empowering. Um, and I really am glad that I have this talent. And then make that difference that you were intended to make in the world. Because you are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose. And the world does need you. I hope you understand that. I hope you see the difference that you do make in the world and that you've clearly identified what is that thing that you can do to make a difference in the world as you go day to day and you live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. Until next time, I hope you have a great week. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. <laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet kind of feeling, go to yourbestsellertoday.com, schedule a talk with Steve,
believe. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. You